Hello and welcome to Packers POV, a podcast that aims to shine a light on the human behind the helmet. I'm your host, Taylor Rogers, and we are here inside historic Lambeau Field. Today's guest hails from Atlanta, Georgia. He played college ball at Mississippi State, earning all SEC honors. After being drafted 38th overall in 2015, he went on to lead all NFL rookies in sacks. He now has over 60 sacks to his name leading the team in that category last season. I'm pleased to welcome Green Bay Packers linebacker, Preston Smith. How's it going, Preston? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, thanks. That's a lot of statistics you've already done. Yeah, man, I'm just working hard to keep stacking them up, man, and try to, you know, put together a Hall of Fame career. Well, you've had a great work ethic coming up all the way through university. You did Mississippi State, and that bio actually describes you as one of the most disruptive and athletic defensive linemen in school history. Really? Well, that's a great honor. That's a great honor to have. It's, some, it's a lot of great guys that came through there and a lot of talented guys, and somebody said that about me, it's, it's a pretty great honor. One of the guys would be Chris Jones, all-pro defensive tackle that was a teammate at Mississippi State, right? Yes. And, yeah, me and Chris Jones are like brothers. And um, I think one season me and Chris was texting. I was kind of having like a, a rough start to the season. And he, um, I think he started off kind of rough too. And we are just talking about like just keeping your head up and it's just like just keeping each other motivated. And then he, he went out there and started balling like week to week to week to week, like so consistent. And that might have been one of his all-pro years or whatever, we had double digit sacks, and he was just balling. But we just, you know, stay in contact and just make sure, you know, we always keep each other motivated, like brothers. Because, I mean, you know, going to college in Mississippi State, we're not just teammates, we're like a family, and we we do a lot of team bonding stuff. We did a lot of, well, when I was there, we did a lot of stuff, like hanging out outside of football. We hang out with each other at the house and, you know, playing Madden or playing video games and just listening to music and having other friends over, having little house parties or whatever. Uh, you know, we did a lot of stuff together and just hung out, you know, cookouts. And it just made us more like a family because, you know, when you're in school, you know, you get dropped off. And it's like and all you got is your teammates and yourself. So all those guys will all, you know, come together and, and hang out with each other and have some fun. And we end up having those brother-like relationships, those long-lasting relationships in every end. That's really special. And all these years later, even keeping that up. And speaking of family, you did an interview for the Senior Bowl right before you got drafted and were asked how your daughter changed your life. You said, it means I have to be a man and be a father that I didn't have. I really want to give her the world. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, that, that, that statement was, you know, pretty uh, pretty great at a young age. I, I, it sounds so cool to hear something I said so long ago. But, yeah, like, you know, my daughter – she made me grow up, you know, sometimes when you're young and sometimes situations like that, having a kid young makes you have to grow up because I had to be selfless instead of selfish. And I had to start thinking about her and not me. And I had to live life for more than just myself. And when I had my daughter, it was more so that I was like, you know, I want to provide a life that I never had. You know, I, I was fortunate with the life I had. And I was pretty blessed to have my parents and my mom take care of me and, and my dad you know, being around or whatever, but you know, I was I was real fortunate to have a lifestyle, you know, where I didn't have to suffer or, I, or we wasn't, you know, doing that bad, you know, and it might have been some things we didn't have or things we wanted, but you know, we didn't go without a lot of things, you know. So I just wanted to make sure that, like, growing up, that motivated me to, you know, get my my daughter a lifestyle we didn't have, so she would have to go through what we went through. That's really cool. And flash forward, you now have two daughters. What are some of the less macho things you do as Daddy P? 
my youngest daughter is one. She just started. She just started walking. Well, she's been walking for like a few months. She just turned one last month. With her, it's nothing girly happening yet. But with my first daughter, she had like a little kitchen set, and I would have to eat the food. She's cooking the imaginary food. She's cooking it. Also, I have to do like little tea parties with her and things like that because I used to watch her the whole off season before she started school and she would want to do tea parties and stuff like that. We'll go to the little indoor trampoline parks and jump around. And when she was in daycare, I would tell, uh, she used to cry when I first dropped her off. Every morning she would cry and I had to go like to practice. Cause I had her through OTAs too. So I had to take her and she'd be crying. And I'd tell her like, if you be a big girl this week and you don't cry, then I'll take you to the candy store at the end of the week and I'll let you get as much candy as you want. I was incentivizing her days and um, it worked out, and we had some fun together. And then, like, sometimes we went, like, glow-in-the-dark putt-putt, and we'll go to, like, the jump house, and, like, I'll be tired from working out. But I'll be jumping with her, and, you know, just something about kids, they don't get tired. So she'd be jumping for, like, two hours, and one day I was jumping with her for, like, as long as she wanted to jump, we was racing in there and having fun. And my calf muscles start Like, the next day, my calf muscles are on fire. <laughs> They're on fire. And um, I was like, man, I got to find a way to not do that again. So I was trying to get her around more kids. So, and then I like in one of the offices, I ended up buying a condo in Georgia. So I was there with my 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 family and like my nephews and the younger cousins. So she probably you know had more people to play with, you know. So I ain't have to jump in there all day with her no more. Yeah, and does she have some more buddies now? And that's got to be pretty special for them coming over to hang out with Preston Smith. She has when she's in Georgia. She has her cousins. Like my nephew is eight. He's a year behind her, and they're like siblings. So like she when she comes she they're like inseparable they always want to be around each other, they always asking can I can I spend a night over his house or can he stay over here can this and then I just we just try to coordinate it to where they're, they're together and she's not feeling bored in the house by herself because one child is kind of hard to entertain nowadays and they got so many needs because like, well she's she my daughter is pretty chill and I'm thankful for it being so chill because she'd get up and leave we'd be watching a movie together and she just get up and leave just like right, I want to go to my room and just chill and I'm like hey. I really wanted to watch this movie with you. Sometimes I think I'm more excited to see the movies than she is. Like, you know, like I think, uh, I forgot what movie I took her to see. It might've been Encanto. It was a pretty good movie. They were singing and stuff like that. And I think it was just a pretty good movie. And I don't think she was really that engaged. And I was kind of offended because it was a good movie to me. But you know, I'm older. So I guess it wasn't a movie that kept kids attention like that. So it was a pretty good movie to me. But she ended up watching it again later though, like when it came out and she liked it. Good. My uh, niece also really likes Encanto. Yeah. So I haven't seen the movie, but we did get her the book that came with a microphone. So we've been hearing a lot of the Encanto songs through her. Um, yes, you should watch it. It's a good movie. I mean, you know, I think like because I grew up in that phase where cartoons were cool to watch. So like it's like now I love going to the movies and I love watching like if it's a, a remake of a cartoon or something like that. I like to watch it just to see like how much better it evolved from the time when I was a kid. Because, you know, everything looked like it was 2D. Now everything looked like it's 3 almost like a real person in the cartoons right the technology's advanced quite a bit yeah so from movies to gaming and you've got some experience more than most you're actually an owner of hall of fame gaming yeah me and deshaun jackson are co-owners right now of hall of fame gaming and i just think it's a great opportunity because um the idea and the and the platforms we are using to help people out like signing content creators and building an organization of content creators and people that can, you know, go to the top, some of the best in the business. I think it's a cool experience. And also I feel like, you know, with the ideas we have and, and the resources we're trying to put together to help this grow, it's gonna create a, a great lifestyle change for a lot of people. Switching gears to the Packers, who's the best gamer on the team? I'm not gonna lie to you, it's kinda hard because it's a lot of gamers. You know, and it just depends on which game. 
also, like, I think it's a lot of good dudes in Madden on the team. I don't think it's the – no, we don't yet have the best player because all the so-called best players have been beaten by another player that said they was best. And it's, like, pretty cool, you know, to hear those guys chat about that in the locker room. You know, you got some guys, you know, like me and Darnell was on guys who play 2K. Uh, you hear about a lot of guys playing Madden. Uh, a few guys play Call of Duty. Now I hear a lot of guys playing Apex. I've never played Apex. So it's like you're hearing a lot of guys playing a lot of different games, and it's kind of hard to gauge who's the best at what when you just hear a lot of guys playing different games. But it's going to be a lot of ideas that come up this year that can help define who's the best in, in a certain area. Um, I know one year we did the uh, Call of Duty tournament, and I think MVS won it. So I think this year we have to establish who's the best Call of Duty player on the team. Again, then we have to establish who's the best Madden player, the best 2K player. I think we're going to you know, we get that in the works just to kind of do it. Maybe we can live stream it too and see who's the best. Well, you can bring your personality to it that way. For sure. You've also stated that you may be the funniest guy in the locker room. Where do you think that comes from? My family, um, I just think growing up, like I tell people, they think I'm funny. They should hang around my family because the great aunts and, and uncles, they would crack jokes on us, the kids, all the time. So if you came in dressed funny or came in with your hair looking crazy or something they find they might find funny, you just know when you walk in the house, everybody might crack a joke on you before you even step all the way in the house. It taught us to not be so sensitive at a young age. Also, it taught us to defend yourself verbally, you know, because people going to talk trash to you. So it's like, you got to be able to defend yourself. And then, like, so when we started getting older, we would crack jokes back on them, talk about their clothes or whatever, and talk about their hair. And then they just, you know, eventually they say, okay, you're growing up. You can, you can defend yourself. <laughs> so you earn it. And yeah. speaking of getting older, you're now called the OG in the locker room. Who, who said that? I believe you did. Okay. All right. You was listening. <laughs> but, yeah, somebody called me OG the other day, and I said, hey, man, chill out. I'm not, I'm not that old, but I guess I am. Because I remember um, looking back on a time when I was a rookie, and I and I, and it was guys in, like, year eight and nine. I'm like, dang, you old. And then it's like, now I'm like, damn, I'm old. Because it's me. Now I'm that older guy that now guys are like, what year are you on? I'm like, year nine. And they like, man, that's crazy. And then I was just talking to somebody. I was talking to Keyshawn, and I was like, I said, where was you at when I got drafted? I said, I was 2015. He's like, I just graduated high school. I said, hey, see. And it's like, now, like, if I tell some of these guys, oh, yeah, I got drafted in 2015, they be like, or if you ask them, like, where was you at nine years ago? Some of these guys are like 11 years old, you know, 13 years old or whatever. Like, they were just getting, they were just hitting puberty. And now it's me here. Now, has your leadership changed over that span? I just got a lot of a lot more knowledge. I feel like I've been the same person since I walked in. You know, it just gets better each year. Like that's that's what I aim to do is to be a better leader each year. Like to find ways to be a better leader because you still learn as you go and you never the lessons never start raining in. And it just seems like the more I keep going and the more seasons I keep playing, the more I learn about players and the more I learn about communication with people and. The more I learn about, you know, how to get to players and to make sure that I help them be the best they can be, you know, without stepping on any toes, because that's the that's the main goal when you when you're learning how to be a leader or you're a leader, is that you have to know how to get across to all audiences because everybody don't take the message the same way, and you know everybody doesn't learn the same way either. So you got to find a way to be able to help people and figure out their learning style and to be able to help them understand what you're trying to get them to do. And we'll understand how where you're trying to get them to go, because you know if if I'm leading you somewhere, I will, at least want you to know like where we're try, where I'm trying to get you to go, and then how to do that. But I also want you to understand why, you know, why are we doing this. Like if it's not gonna be like, hey, we are gonna start running to the ball, 
And, you know, you're like, like, why we run to the ball? Like, you know, many reasons. It helps with great conditioning. You know, it works on your pursuit angles just in case the play is away. And it also helps with, you know, if you run into the ball and the ball pops out, you can be the guy that scoops the ball up and make a big play for the team. So, it's, you know, you got to be able to tell because most people might ask, like, why? And you got to be able to explain that. And that's what comes with being a leader, a great leader. Transparency, it sounds like. Yes, you got to be transparent. You got to be able to, to help them understand what you're, what you're trying to say. You're in year nine. When this season is all said and done, what do you want to be able to look back and say? Year nine was my best season. That's why I want to look back and say year nine is my best season. And I want to feel like I'm entering my prime. Like I want to feel like I'm, I'm getting better each and every year. Like from here on out, like as long as I'm playing, I just want to feel like I'm getting better. Like I'm never, I'm not taking steps back. Like I'm in supreme shape. I want to make sure that when the season's said and done, I can say I I, I entered the tank for the season. Year nine, I entered the tank and. I'm refueled a tank and get ready for, you know, your team. Good luck, Preston. And thank, thank you. you so much for taking the time. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me. And thank you for listening to Packers POV. To learn more about what Preston is doing off the field, visit his Instagram, Preston Smith, and follow his gaming updates on X at HOF underscore gaming. Take care and see you next time.